why does anyone like Twilight? Bella is such a terrible protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. (laughs) Can I introduce this week, Brenna? Sure. I like Um, how you have to get my permission, like... Brenna, can I can, can I, I do it? Well, I wanted to change it up. I didn't want to be like, so uh, do you want to or should I? But then I did it anyways. Um, hello, everyone. Wow, it's been a week. It's so funny because at the end, I'm supposed to introduce the episode right now, but I'm distracted because at the end, when I was editing our last podcast, at the end, we were like, who knows what will have happened by the time this comes out. Um, just everyone stay safe. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, the day before it was published, things went crazy. Mm. Um, yep. We should never say anything. Because we used to record, like, a ton of episodes at once, so they would all go out, like, super, but we wanted to try and be more, you know, timely, and we're still not timely yeah. enough. No, well, I think... going on in the... It was actually pretty, like, it fit kind of perfectly, honestly. Yeah. Um. Hey. And I knew something was going to happen on Wednesday, on January 6th. I knew something yeah. was going to happen. Apparently the police did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Um, anyways, right. Today, in continuing our saga of favorite characters, villains, unappreciated people, blah, blah, mm. blah. Today, we're going to talk about our favorite heroes. Save the most boring for last. Yeah. <laughs> the bread and butter. The buttered yeah. bread. Buttered bread. <laughs> Mine is definitely the buttered bread. It really is. Your first one. Well, at least my first one, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Buttered Bread. <laughs> Mr. Literally Mr. Buttered Bread. And if you know me, you know that I literally wrote in our notes that you can't be me without talking about Captain America at some point because that's literally... I don't know if he's my favorite fictional character because he's not, you know, the most exciting, but he's he's very near and dear to my heart. Um, His series is my graduate. Yeah, my graduation cap was a shield. Uh, Everything like I customized in my water bottle, my laptop, everything has some sort of representation of of cap. So he is probably, yeah, my favorite, my favorite hero, definitely in terms of superheroes. So Um, and yeah, he is. Like we said, he's kind of boring, uh, but I think he's so that good. I think that what makes his story so interesting is that he kind of was like he kind of transitions from less of a goody two shoes into um, more of a badass. Like as the series goes on, that's true. Um, and it's just like the whole fish out of water, man out of time thing. You know, yeah. he's a gentleman from the forties. He doesn't know. <laughs> He doesn't know that men suck now. Um, well, I guess they really sucked back then, too. I, I'm but just he kidding. Didn't. <laughs> One in particular, Hitler. But uh, <laughs> Just him. Everybody else was great. Just him. Everyone else was fine, yeah. Um, oh. Hail Hydra. I think he has a more interesting story than uh, than people like automatically assume, I guess, because he is just like so goody two-shoes. But yeah. um, in, in Civil War, uh, I kind of... I kind of, I understood both sides, you know, but I ultimately 
went with Cap because I love vigilantes and they're my favorite type of hero. And that's kind of what they had to become when it was illegal to be a superhero. So yeah. Um, and I almost put Green Arrow from Arrow on this list. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I stopped watching it like like every other show I talk about on this on this podcast. I stopped watching it before it ended because it got I don't know. I just it lost my interest, but uh, it was so good. Um, and he was like probably one of the most interesting characters because he was like Batman, but he actually killed people, which is you know fun. So, um, I saw somewhere I that um, people were talking. I forget where it was, but people were like, "Oh my god, Elon Musk is Batman." People, well, there was a um, there was a whole like viral video that went around that in Endgame when all the heroes came back. Um, that it was, like, all of them were represented, like, it was a whole, all of the different Avengers were, like, different Democrats or different people that have made an impact in the past, like, year or whatever, and, uh, <laughs> and Iron Man was, was Elon Musk, but that's just because, like, Elon Musk kind of sucks, but that's because, <laughs> like, that's, um, that's just, uh, I think that's what people associated him with, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, he's Batman. He's any rich, rich superhero that doesn't have any powers. And with, like, a um, bunch of toys. <laughs> Yeah, with a bunch of toys. But yeah, Cap is like super boring, but also that's what makes me love him so much. And the fact that he was so selfless, and then at the end he finally got to be selfish. Uh, Mm. Cry every time. I think, and in my opinion, I think the Infinity Saga, which is every single movie uh, up until Avengers Endgame, so every movie um, in the MCU, I think that uh, it's his story. I don't care about Iron Man. I think it's his story. Because so many of them, (laughs) like, it's all... I mean, his movies are the best for uh, for the most part, um, and I think that is his story. So, and I mean, who ended? Yeah. Who ended? What was that final scene in Endgame? It was him dancing with <laughs> Peggy. So, I think that he is very important, and I love him. And I love Chris Evans. I think he was a fantastic. We've talked about this before. How he's like just so great in real life and as Captain America. And his uh, leaked dick pic to get people to vote. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't see it. I never. I never looked at it. But yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. That was he handled it like a complete champ. It was so funny. So you don't think he did it on purpose? I don't think so. I mean, if he did, I feel that like also if you really be... care about people voting. Yeah, let's let's share our news if we really care about people voting. <laughs> there, there are probably better ways to go about that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, but they're definitely not as effective. Yeah, this is true. So yeah, Captain America goes without saying. What's what's your what's yours? Uh, your first one. I just want to take a moment to applaud Captain America's disguise outfit. While we're on the subject, the baseball cap, so impenetrable. I love it. <laughs> I love when I just love when he had a beard because Chris Evans hates not having a beard. And, like, he had to not have a beard the entire thing, or the, all the movies, and then he could finally have a beard, so. Yes. I know. I always think of that, we talk about the story where he's, like, covering his face. Yeah. For the end oh. of one movie, because he didn't want to shave. Yeah. I guess maybe he, yeah. Uh, maybe he was in another movie where he couldn't shave, but either way, he doesn't, like, I know him personally. I know this. <laughs> Ugh. But yes. Okay. Go ahead. My first one is actually two people, but they're basically the same character. They're from, they're in the same universe, written mm-hmm. by the same 
author, obviously. Um, one is in, like, a prequel series, and one is in, like, a modern series. Um, it's Jace Wayland and Will Herondale, um, from the Mortal Instruments Clockwork mm-hmm. Prince series, respectively. Series. Yeah. Series. Whatever. And I, mm-hmm. I like to describe them as, um, sheep in wolf's clothing. I think that's a great little summary of who they are. Like, they're mm-hmm. these little boys with... Not little boys. They're, like, teenagers. <laughs> with, like, <laughs> hearts of gold or just, like, a real sensitive emotional side. But because... Oh, is that Forrest? Yeah. Forrest, come on. We need WD-40 at our doors. Come on. Why did you open the door and come in? Come on. Tell her what you did. I love the squeak. I, know. I left it, it was... in for the last episode. It was pretty funny. Daddy, why did you do that? He's a bad boy. He's like... His eyes are so cute and huge. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, man. What was I even saying? I don't know. Sheep and wolf's clothing. They're little boys. (laughs) Yes, with hearts of gold. But they... Because the world is so shitty and because their roles in these these stories is as, like, fighters... Mm -hmm. um, and because their lives have just been sort of endlessly being fucked over, they've adopted this sort of sharp exterior, which I think is something, well, we probably can all can, can identify with it to some extent, but I think it's something I sort of do, like that rude humor thing. So I like that, and I just something about that kind of character is something I love, um, for sure. I don't know if I have much more to say about it. I like the way they're physically described, too. They're fun to draw. All I can picture is uh, from the movie. What, what's oh, what's yeah. that actor again? I totally forgot his name. Why don't I forget his name? J- J- uh, Jamie something. I forget his Wasn't name, Wasn't he too. in Twilight, too? Yes, he <laughs> was one of the Volturi. Yeah. Um, but the TV show absolutely sucks. Asshole. Is the TV... But the TV show... The TV show has different actors, right? Or no? Yes. Okay, I was like, it they has didn't different just... actors. I mean, the movie didn't did terrible too, right? But was the movie better in terms of story? Yeah, the movie was better. I think sure. I actually I mean, saw the movie. Were... I can't remember. <laughs> there are always movie. things that could be improved on, like with that movie. Like it wasn't perfect, but it was. It still was like pleasing to watch mm-hmm. as someone who loves the series. And the TV show is the opposite. It's mm-hmm. like. The worst form of torture imaginable for someone who actually enjoyed those books and likes that author. Yeah. It's disgusting. It is horrible. I don't know how they got approved to make so many seasons. It really pisses me off. I was going to say the first... And I watched a good deal of it, so I'm not just, like, uninformed hatred. Like, I know what I'm talking about. And I think it's it's one thing to be like, this show is, like, poorly made. And even if it's poorly made, there's still aspects, if you love the source material, that you could find that you like. But even when -hmm. when there's not neither of those, like, when it's poorly made and you can't find anything, like, no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. That sucks. I was thinking, when you said sheep in wolf's clothing, I was thinking, I know how much you love Divergent, but I was thinking of uh, Thor from <laughs> Divergent. And then I, that got me thinking about the movies. Like, the first Divergent, as somebody that loves the book series, I really liked it, but then, like, I knew it didn't, people didn't really like it that much. But, like, there's something, even though if a movie is kind of bad, there's something, a connection you have with it if you are super attached to the source material in some way, so. Yeah. 
there's just so much art history and like architectural detail and this like race of warriors has been around for so long and all and they have so much institution mm-hmm. behind their stuff that they do that like to try and any sort of cheap attempt at showing it on film is gonna suck but they like in the tv show they tried to make it look like an apple store they're like oh, institute no. we were supposed to be in like a gothic cathedral it it was the worst. Oh yeah, that sucks. Well, it's okay because we still love them as heroes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's one of those stories I go back to and listen, re-listen to all the time. Um, and I get to draw them as I see them, and I've yeah. done lots of set design or whatever just for fun, fun exercises. It's a very rich source material, rich characters. So I think it's rare because I don't, I don't know how you do it because I cannot possibly see characters other than the person they're portrayed as in in movies or if a book has been made into a movie or a TV show, like I cannot see them any other way after that. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. Well, I actually really like the actor that played Jace in the movie. Yeah. That's how I see the character. It's how I always saw him. Um, but yeah, when I still re-listen to it, the actress is not who I see for Clary at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I see a real redhead, for one thing. <sighs> Love you, Lily Collins, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I like her dad more, but yeah, I love her too. <laughs> I mean, Phil Collins is great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I love both of them. Speaking of, anyways, speaking of yes. book characters that I can't think of anybody else but Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> is Katniss. Because you also can't yeah. be Brenna without talking about the Hunger Games in some way. So. <laughs> I think she's more interesting than Captain America because she has more facets. Like you know, she hates being a hero. Yeah, um, like Captain America. And she hates is like, a lot of people. She does hate a lot of people. Captain America is like a soldier. Okay, like he's like the definition kind of air quotes of hero when you like I don't know. Mm-hmm. it's very like cut and dry but with Katniss she never wanted to be a hero she only wanted to save her sister blah blah, blah. she says it a million times um and I think that's what makes her so relatable is that like um she is so reluctant um mm-hmm. at first sorry my I'm kissing my cat and no. uh please continue <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Hunger Games in general is different from a lot of like dystopian stories because um, while she like while Katniss is like an actual warrior and obviously she rules with a bow and arrow, um, she like her role is more important as like the figurehead instead of or at least it becomes more important as like the Mockingjay than an actual soldier and we see that as the films or the books progress. So I don't know. I think her she's just a lot more interesting because of those different things. And I also really liked how Jennifer Lawrence, who is an amazing actress, and I want her to, like, come back. I think she's done movies recently, but I know she was, like, taking a break. I think she got married. Um, oh, shit. But she, how she portrayed, like, Katniss's PTSD and stuff, I thought that was super, super good um, and realistic. Mm. And you don't really see that that often. So, I don't know. Especially in, I don't know, in YA, it's tough to find. <laughs> It can be campy. When when it's like put on screen, it can be very campy and stupid because, you know, 
but Hunger Games were so well done that it was really well, really good. So. Yeah, I think Cadmus is a pretty unique hero figure too. Like that storyline. It's so yeah. I think it's more external than internal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean she's like, I mean, she's selfish like she just wants to save Peta and prim and like her family and like she doesn't really care about i mean she does but i don't know it's it's just yeah it's very relatable it's not like the big selfless god <laughs> even though captain america isn't a god but i mean i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> like she doesn't have any special powers she's yeah. just like good at hunting and, and she like she's doesn't so... want to be like she probably like i mean she who cares I think yeah. a lot of heroes, too, like, get off on the attention to some extent. Yeah. Um, and she does not, which is compelling. And I think it's perfect for a teenage hero. I mean, a lot of times I really doubt that YA heroes are really, like, that confident. And I don't know, you know? It's just yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, that way more relatable. So I really appreciate, appreciate She's that. She's the ultimate Hufflepuff, too. And I also think that her... This is just, I mean, it's like my favorite love triangle of all time, but I think that her and Pia's relationship is like so much more, I don't know, like natural than a lot of like other YA (laughs) couples or just, I don't know. Um, I just appreciate all of it. Those books, I mean, period, are just such a great read. Close by so quickly. I vividly remember reading the first series, the first time I read the series. Same. Cute. All right. Oh, What's mine your next one? is a woman, too. <gasps> Very different woman, though. A woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> From a great TV show called The Great. Good one. Um, actually, didn't do that on purpose. Somehow, I was just thinking about how shitty the Mortal Instruments TV show is. <laughs> um, and it's about Catherine the Great. She. I mean, it's very, it's like whenever they put up the title card, it says the great and occasionally true story. So it's very not historically accurate on purpose. And they kind of play with it. Like at some point, um, I think one of the characters says, wow, like after they have sex and their, their partner's like, what is, what does that mean? What's wow? And she's like, I don't know, but it sounds right, doesn't it? whatever there's all these like little moments um (laughs) um, but it she's just so cute she's played by Elle Fanning Dakota Fanning Mm -hmm. yeah um and she's pure but she's like very determined and self-confident and it's just a fun little combo to see um and it starts, the show starts when she first comes to Russia, and she's, like, young and naive and romantic, and she quickly realizes Peter's an asshole, and her life is going to suck, and she just eventually gets determined to change things and stage a coup. Um, but a good coup, hmm. not a bad coup. <laughs> but one of my favorite things is people, like, when she's brainstorming with her conspirators they're like well how are you gonna do like whatever she goes cleverly and she's got this little twinkle in her eye and it's just so fucking cute it's adorable i don't really know how else to describe her yeah and there's also a great little romance in that 
show as well that's done very as you were talking about Pete and Cadmus and like how mm-hmm. natural it seems it's done very well um, yeah I know it's a great little feminist piece of writing I highly encourage anyone to watch it I yes uh, what is it on I can't remember Hulu okay that's what I thought Let's see. Um, so I, my final one was going to be, I mean, it is still going to be Gatsby because I think that's super interesting because he's not a hero. He mm-hmm. sucks, but he also rocks. And I think I just adore uh, all of it. Yeah. Um, I think. And he's the person you root for in the story. Yeah. I mean, he's basically the epitome of the tragic hero. Literally. I mean, people have described him a million times. Grand. It's fine. But grand and like. Yeah, he's, like, just... He's very purely focused, too. Like, there's only one thing he wants, and it's not tainted in any way. Yeah, and I found... <laughs> I found... This was, like, a Huffington Post article, but it, it was, like, taking answers from Quora. That um, that answer, like, it's kind of like Yahoo Answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one person said, he's the Batman of the 1920s. An enormously ill-fated mm. anti-hero, ceaselessly striving for ideals that are painfully out of reach. Hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. And I mean, I think, like, I know that, I know that, like, he, what was, didn't he make his money, like, prohibi- like doing bad shit, like, prohibition, all that? I mean, who cares? Um, I think so. I think that it's just, I think um, him, I said, or I was kind of thinking about it, like, being in awe of someone kind of like that, even if you don't, like, want to strive to be like them, that still makes them a hero, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, technically, the actual definition of, like, a tragic hero, he is. I mean, like, he a thousand percent is, so. I don't know. But I was also just thinking of, um, going back off of, like, Katniss and her, uh, relatability, I was thinking of Eleanor from The Good Place and how terrible of a human she is. (laughs) Actually, that entire group and how terrible of humans they are, and then the fact that, like, but they have the most character development I've ever seen, ever, on a show. Um, and it's just so relatable. Like, I don't know if it's that relatable that I would be that mean, but, like, it's so refreshing to see a hero be, like, start off as this horrible, horrible person. And, like, but still very relatable because it's still, like, things that, um, I don't know, you could do. And I don't know. She, I love her. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think part of the reason, similarly, Gatsby is compelling is because he's very... Like, he's not a great person, but he, I think everybody has that moment where they, like, were wrapped up in just the idea of someone or something, rather than what they actually were, or who that person actually was that they're obsessed with. Yeah. I mean, Gatsby is pretty much the only book that I read in school that I actually just absolutely love. Um, Yeah. And I think, I think the idea of, like, living in the past, like, repeating the past or whatever, even though, obviously, I know that's his quote. What's the quote? Like, you can't repeat the past. And then he's like, well, of course you can. I think that's super, that's something I always thought about when I was younger, because I always wanted to repeat the past sometimes. And it's like, well, I don't know. Gatsby just makes me feel happy because he's so, he's a dreamer. And I'm a dreamer, but I'm also realistic. (laughs) And I can be both. (laughs) You're the version of Gatsby that doesn't get shot in his pool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Also, we don't really know Gatsby because as however many times my English teacher says, Nick Carraway is not a good narrator. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my God. It's like the only thing that anyone ever says about 
that book. Unreliable narrators. If I hear that word one more fucking time. How are you supposed to write an unreliable narrator? I don't want to write an unreliable narrator. Anyway. I think all narrators are unreliable. I know. I'm all over the place. I'm so... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. We're excited. We're excited. We're excited about... Again, Leonardo DiCaprio, because that's all I can see Gatsby as now. <laughs> Same. But again, I don't hate it. And I love the no. the woman who played um, Daisy, too. Yeah, I don't know. so good. I think it was Michelle Williams, wasn't it? No. Wait, wasn't it? <laughs> I got this. Well, they, the cast was great. I usually hate Tobey Maguire, but I thought he did a great job <laughs> um, as Nick. I thought he was perfect. Let's see. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. That's who it was. It wasn't yeah. Michelle Williams. Carrie Mulligan, yes. Yep. So good. Anywho. She's in a great, this is so random, but she's in a great <laughs> movie adaptation of a book called Never Let Me Go. That I actually kind of love. And, um, the... Um, I can't believe you love Andrew that. Andrew Garfield's I mean, in it. Yes, I saw the movie years ago with Gigi, actually. Um, we watched it at a sleep, like, when we were, she was, like, at my house sleeping over, and I guess we were, like, middle school, and it was so freaking sad and terrible, and I was like, why did we watch this? But then I read the book years later, um, and I agree, it is a very good movie. It is one of the saddest books I've ever read in my entire life. So Yeah, I wrote a whole paper about how it's um, a great literous, uh, I want to say literary, but literacized, like, <laughs> like it I know what you mean. Yeah, the literary, it's a literary embodiment of the experience students with learning, learning disabilities have. Mm, that's um, because it's all about separating kids. It's like a dystopian mm-hmm. story about some school children. Everybody yeah. has it. It's a really good read. I highly recommend it. But anyways. Yeah, I think it's very well known at this point. I know a lot of... I think even Martin read it for a class. I think, I mean, I know that a lot of kids read it for for classes now, so... Well, they should. Anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder who your last one is. (laughs) I Well, I have... I coupled these two together, and I don't know Victoria and Twilight? (laughs) Sorry. No. (laughs) Victoria, Queen Victoria from Victoria, the Masterpiece classic series, which I've watched, like, three times this year, or in the last 12 months. Um, I know. And it's really just the last six months, not the last 12 months. But anyways. It feels like 12 Um, months. It's fine. (laughs) Yes. It is a beautiful series. Um, but I put, so I put Victoria and Buffy in the same, like, bullet point, um, because it just seemed right to me, and as I was, like, writing about it, it does make sense. They're both, like, these small women who are, uh, repeatedly underestimated, and then, you know, because they're tiny, they're girly, and they're really interested in love. (laughs) Uh, kind of like also Mindy, uh, or I guess mm-hmm. Kelly Kapoor, not yep. maybe a little bit Mindy Kaling also. <laughs> um, Check out that episode if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, full circle, because that's how we got here. Yeah, but anyways, um, but they regularly prove people wrong because they're good at what they do. Like Victoria, Queen Victoria is a great monarch, and you know 
went on to influence that entire period. I mean, my sister and I mm. were talking about it the other night. Victorian clothes, Victorian architecture, Victorian food, Victor like it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's a period people like to return to with steampunk and everything. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting too because Will Herondale, one of my first examples, is his story set in Victorian era. Um and then Buffy's you know, great fighter, great uh, leader, all that stuff. But she's tiny. And I think another reason why I love that trope of a small woman being good at what she does is because they're about my size, both of them. So I think maybe a little bit smaller, but in a way that almost makes me love it more because it's like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've never had that feeling because I'm 5'10", but, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I just, this is a total tangent, but I was just thinking, why does anyone like Twilight? Bella is such a terrible protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we read that? Why do we like it? Oh. Well, and almost like the, with the Hunger Games retelling with President Snow, it's like, why did Stephanie Meyer choose to retell it from Edward's perspective? Yeah, like, I don't want to hear about Bella. I really don't. Yeah. And I don't want to hear about this, like, prudish, privileged white man who should have died in the Spanish flu. <laughs> Can you tell we're not Team Edward? Oh, my God. Um, anywho. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I remember reading, I really enjoyed the uh, the sections, because in the books... Because they're so much longer like than they, they could yeah, really do in the, the mo- in the movies. But Jacob, like, narrates a lot of it. A lot mm-hmm. of Eclipse and Breaking Dawn, I think, so. And it's super depressed, Jacob, but it's still enjoyable. It's still better than super, de- well, it's still be- better than Bella, because she's always super depressed, so. Yeah. I know a lot uh, of people hated reading New Moon, but I loved it. I don't know why. I was like, Edward's fucking gone. <laughs> I think people just found Bella unbearable, but yeah. I don't know why I liked it. Maybe because I identified? <laughs> oh, no. I was so moody and spitting in a chair and while the seasons passed. I know. We all were at that time. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) There's a lot of good heroes and nobody in Twilight is one. (laughs) It's true. I don't think, yeah, I mean, there's really not. Not even uh, Carlisle. Maybe Seth. (laughs) Just because I think Boo Boo Stewart's a a stand-up guy. That's about it. Yeah. No. Hard agree. Hard agree. I mean, Robert Pattinson is about to play Batman, so there. His his evolution's finished. He's now a hero. He's still a gross hero. No, good for him. We're excited. We talk about it enough that people should know what we are excited for. Yeah. (laughs) And they specifically moved the movie... Like, I think that's why they did that. They specifically moved the movie to 2022, so it wouldn't be part of all the ones that are going straight to streaming that are this year. Um, um, so it's going to be, like, super long, but I think they think he's... they. I think that them over at Warner Brothers think it's going to be a hit, so... Yeah. Because Wonder Woman yeah. has had all this controversy, and people didn't really like it, and blah. I still haven't watched it, even though I really should, but... I need to get the password of HBO from my dad. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> Or anybody who wants to send Brenna their password. (laughs) No, don't do that. That's probably illegal. They'll shut down my Twitter. (laughs) I think sharing Netflix is illegal, but... 
Yeah, well. <laughs> it's like a I don't know anyone society. that doesn't do that. Exactly. Mm. I think there's something like one of the streaming services has added, it may be Disney Plus has added like a specific, like you have to be in the same like IP address or you have to have like the same location to, but that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> what if you're like traveling? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Or like, I think it should be accepted that families, like it's normal. Yeah. It's like a cell phone plan, like families with yeah. adult children. Still well, share. that's why they have the profile like option, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, 2020 <laughs> has been weird. 2021 has been even weirder. And so it doesn't look like the... But better, oh, for me, but, at least. Well, for you, because you got the vaccine already. <laughs> well, not just because of that, and I'm no longer depressed. Oh, because of the vaccine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, because of my antidepressants. Oh. Can you... Never mind. I have yet to find can an I antidepressant sh- after 10 years some? that has worked. <laughs> yeah, ship me some. That's also okay. legal. Don't do that. <sighs> It's not as bad as my ADHD medication. If I did that, the cops would be here, like, two seconds later. Yeah, really. Yep. Because that's what they care about. They don't care about the capital. They care about us giving each other meds to help our mental It's really true, though. The amount of, like, hoops I have to jump through to get my medications (laughs) is insane. And I've been taking that one since I was 12. And I'm 25 on Saturday. (gasps) Yay! I forgot your birthday's in January. Yay. Yeah. Hopefully nothing crazy happens on my birthday. We'll see. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like rolling the dice. Oh, God. All right. Well, it was great talking to you, everyone. Me too. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Yeah. Hail Hydra. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) 